13. Pythagorean numbers and their paradigms. P.A. Kwasniewski regards the disciples of Pythagoras as bringing to completion the program adumbrated in Thales and developed by the Fusiologoi after him. Though this program, far from being simply a physiological pursuit, is the creative adaptation and prolongation of Egyptian theological ideas of divine unity, order and harmony. According to Iamblichus, that truly godlike, ho theios alethos, man who ranks next to Pythagoras and Plato. Pythagoras, after going to Pherecydes and Anaximander, visited Thales of Miletus, who, quote, laying stress on his advanced age and the infirmities of his body, advised him to go to Egypt to get in touch with the priests of Memphis and Zeus, i.e. Ammon. Thales confessed that the instruction of these priests was the source of his own reputation for wisdom. Thales insisted that, in view of all this, if Pythagoras should study with those priests, he was certain of becoming the wisest and most divine of men. End quote. Iamblichus tells us that Pythagoras spent many years in the Egyptian sanctuaries of temples, studying astronomy and geometry, and being initiated in all the mysteries of the gods. Later, Pythagoras introduced the symbolical method of teaching, in a manner similar to that in which he had been instructed in Egypt. The Pythagorean excessive concern with numbers, claiming that all is number at the level of principles, reflects their seeking for the ultimate source and aeodetic structure of material forms through mathematical theology. By revealing a formal structure underlying all outward appearances, a hidden unity behind multiplicity, they turned towards the archetypes, paradigmata, which transcend material things and function as intelligible and animating principles. The Syrian Neoplatonist, Iamblichus, who in his doctrines followed true philosophical tradition that included not only Pythagoras, Plato, and to a certain extent Aristotle, but also Orpheus, Egyptians, and Chaldeans, introduced the Pythagorean Paideia in his philosophical school, probably in Apamea in the 290s AD. He sometimes identified the gods with Arithmoi, numbers, arguing that Arithmology, which is inseparable both from contemplation and hieratic ritual, serves the purification of the soul. Arguing that for Iamblichus the gods themselves were the administrators of theurgic rites, Gregory Shaw says, a long quote here, From the monad through the decad numbers were deities, each revealing specific characteristics and functions and manifestation. Since theurgy ritually imitated the laws of cosmogony, it necessarily imitated the laws of arithmogony. 
thus to account for the differences in theurgy while retaining its universal transcendent effects as unification. The Pythagorean notion of distribution referred to in Plato's Gorgias may be suggestive. Socrates mentions the great power of geometric equality amongst gods and men, that to each there was an appropriate measure, and that this proportionality was the law of justice and friendship, which gave order to the world and made it a cosmos. Applied to theurgic experiences, this principle retains the transcendent sameness of the rites, while taking into account their contextual difference. We may then speak of geometrically equivalent theurgies, bestowing proportionately the same degree of unification in each ritual. Such unifications could be represented arithmetically, using quantitative differences to represent the degrees of involvement and multiplicity, while following a law of proportionate sameness and thus preserving a geometric equality. End quote. In certain respects, the Pythagorean numbers and figures are the species of things. If not the forms and the gods themselves, then their manifestations and symbols at the level of mathematical reality. As the first principles and their constructive irradiations, they are Neteru and Bao of the Egyptians. The word Netur, feminine Neteret, plural Neteru, and Neturot, respectively, is often pictured by a sign of staff wrapped with cloth, or cult flag, perhaps originally related to 1. the practice of embalming, the process of becoming like a god, 2. the wrappings of a mummy, which itself represents an ideal sa body turning into divine idos, and 3. the idea of unity. The Neteru are the causes of phenomena and preside over their forms, qualities and the modes which are revealed by number. Hieroglyphic writing used Rechet for number. In this sense, number is the paradigm of the universe exemplified, exemplified by the mystery of the one becoming two and three, thus constituting unity and trinity as Atom, Shu, Tefnot, or Amun, Ra, Ptah. The mathematical principle permits the derivation of forms of inequality from equality, thus illustrating the divine process of manifestation from and return to the source. The paradigmatic relation between the arranged cosmos and numbers makes certain that what is true of numbers and their properties is also true of the structure of the cosmos. According to the Pythagorean tradition, initially based on the Egyptian hieratic teachings and sciences practiced in the temples, the virtuous life consists in organizing the irrational, sensible, material by the rational, intelligible, immaterial, thus producing perfect order. I think I can say that with more clarity. <clears throat> the virtuous life consists in organizing the irrational, irrational, sensible material 
by the rational, intelligible, immaterial, thus producing perfect order. D. J. O'Meara summarizes the discussion on the formal properties of numbers, the platonic forms, the models of universe, and philosophical life launched by Nicomachus of Garaza as follows. Quote, this ethical cosmology echoes in the soul that achieved by the divine demiurge in the universe. This ethical cosmology echoes in the soul that achieved by the divine demiurge in the universe. Not only do numbers then hold the keys to understanding the organization of the world, they also contain principles which constitute standards for the ethical life. End quote. Pythagorean and Platonic mathematics deal with realities that are intermediary between 1. immaterial and indivisible intelligibles and 2. material and divisible sensibles, the realm of cat which constitutes the visible body of Ptah or Geb, thus occupying the intermediate Osirian kingdom. Mathematical objects are immaterial and divisible, higher than sensibles and lower than noetic lights or demiurgic forms. According to this tripartite ontological structure, the Platonic sciences are divided into 1. Dialectic, which leads to the noetic realities. 2. Mathematics, which investigates mathematical objects regarded as dim images of intelligibles. 3. Physics, that is concerned with sensibles, which are images of mathematicals. Therefore, what is true in mathematics of the intermediate ontological level, in a proper manner, reflects what is true in the noetic cosmos, and what is true in mathematics is paradigmatically true in the sensible realm. It follows that arithmology and geometry are related to discursive thinking, dianoia, and imagination, fantasia. They are inferior to non-discursive intellectual intuition, noesis, because nous surpasses dianoia, being its source and paradigm. Iamblichus argues that noetic realities are apprehended by touch, cat epaphin, perhaps analogous to dog in logu, the, uh, perhaps analogous to daug in Sufism, whereas mathematical science is approached by reasoning, dialogu, de communi mathematica scientia. However, the syllogistic logic and mathematical method can lead up to non-discursive intuition, thus preparing for union with divine intellect. For the Neoplatonists, the soul is the generatrix of mathematical forms and ideas. Therefore, mathematical forms are projections, probali, of forms previously existing in the soul according to noetic patterns. The divine intellect, nous, is the ultimate source of knowledge, 
whereas dianoia, human understanding, is located at the same level as mathematical objects and images of Fantasia. Through geometry, a gift of Hermes Thoth, is <clears throat> though geometry, a gift of Hermes Thoth, is coextensive with all existing things, this middle realm, as Proclus pointed out in his commentary on the first book of Euclid's Elements, quote, contains likeness of all intelligible kinds and paradigms of sensible ones, but the forms of the understanding constitute its essence, and through this middle region it, the science of geometry, ranges upwards and downwards to everything that is or comes to be. Always philosophizing about being in the manner of geometry, it has not only ideas but pictures of all the virtues, intellectual, moral and physical, and presents in due order all the forms of political constitution, showing from its own nature the variety of the revolutions they undergo. In these areas its activity is immaterial and theoretical, but when it touches on the material world it delivers out of itself a variety of sciences, such as geodesy, mechanics and optics, by which it benefits the life of mortals. End quote. Therefore, nous measures the revolutions of soul, as the one measures the life of nous itself, for the one is the measure of all things. When the soul reverts to nous, she is said to move in a circle, according to Proclus, because the first and simplest and most perfect of figures is the circle, which corresponds to the Pythagorean limit, peres. The number one, and all the things in the column of the better, odd, right, light, good, square, and so on. The main metaphysical concepts are depicted using geometrical imagination in the language of geometry. The circular form is assigned to the heavens, newt, and the straight line to the world of generation. Thus, through the geometrical exercises, one can move towards the circle and its centre, since the centre, being at rest, is more honourable than any other non-central position, according to the Pythagoreans. The closer to the intellect, the sun god Ra moving around in a circle through the body of Newt, or the celestial Nile, the soul attains, the closer to the intellect the soul attains, the more it dances, periokoruian, around it. Likewise, intellect dances around the one. The one is beyond, epikana, all intellective substances, as the intellective principle, or nature, noera fusus, is beyond all souls and the soul's essence. Hisukes usia is beyond all bodies. Since the soul proceeds from nous, atom ra, she also returns to nous through the intermediate levels of being governed by the Osirian rhythms. Just as nature stands above her visible figures and shapes, so the soul projects into the macrocosmic and microcosmic imagination, as onto a mirror. The ideas of the noetic figures thus offering to the human soul, the down and up moving bar which belongs to the Assyrian realm of mundus imaginalis, an opportunity for transformation and turning inward to the kingdom of 
intelligible light.